So what I think um, defines a story as a tale of our time is that it touches it touches our heart, something in our soul. So you feel really emotionally connected to it. And it does make you question your own humanity or humanity in general. It makes you think. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tales of Our Times. This is a show where we discuss stories that move us, what makes them so meaningful, and why others should find meaning in them as well. We'll tackle movies, books, comics, and more. Uh, Where there's a story, there's a reason to read. I'll be your host, Amanda Stevens. A little bit about me. Originally, I was from Seattle, Washington in the USA, and I grew up with a family that read together, but I would say more importantly than that, a family that critiqued stories together, so we would talk about them. And eventually that extended to movies, comics, TV shows, even things like fairy tales. It's my belief that any kind of story is best enjoyed alongside other people, which is just what we'll be doing here on this show. So thank you for joining me today. We'll be discussing narratives that move us, wherever they may be, as well as why others would or should find value in them. This is not a spoiler-free show, by the way, so bear that in mind as you continue listening. We'll try to give you some warnings for when those things come up, if you're interested in reading or watching what we're talking about today, but just kind of proceed with caution if it is something you don't want to be spoiled on. I'm not doing this alone, though, so here in my first ever episode is my friend and today's guest, Michelle Chang. Hi, everybody. Would you like to introduce yourself? (laughs) Sure. I'm Michelle, and you guys have probably heard my voice before. Um, I'm on Radio Taiwan International's Geek Out, and I do co-host with the other FM online, you know, people. Yeah. They my jam. I love that. (laughs) Uh, So what story have you brought for us today? I love this book. It Uh has made a mark on me um, since I read it. Well, we'll have some time to discuss Mm -hmm. how you felt when you first read it. (laughs) But I'm sure there are a lot of people out there like me who this is maybe their first time hearing about it. So would you mind giving us a summary about what happens in the book? Sure. It's called Watchers. Watchers by Dean Koontz. Great. Um, It is about the main character his name is travis he's a a man who um is a veteran and he went through a lot he's got he's got a lot of baggage Mm -hmm. and uh the the book opens on travis who is driving out to a canyon very deserted isolated place in order to commit suicide oh my god um he's brought a gun and that's that was his mission Mm-hmm. So uh, that's how the book opens. Um, I'm sorry if, uh, you know, obviously like a really triggers. cold open. It's a very cold open. Um, and while he's down there, he's hiking, he's walking, mm-hmm. looking for a place. Um, he encounters two two things. Uh, one is something something really weirdly dark and it touches your inner animal uh, instinct of scary. Mm-hmm. It is fearful. And he also encounters a dog. A golden retriever specifically, who like pops out onto the trail and prevents him from proceeding down into the shadows. Oh my God, this sounds like something that would make me cry. Right. I, so, yeah. the, so at first, Travis thinks this is a normal dog. Mm. It's actually really not. He, the dog starts uh, behaving in ways that are oddly intelligent mm-hmm. and um, eventually convinces Travis to get back in his truck and drive back to civilization. Oh, okay. So that's how the story opens. All right. Um, 
spoiler alerts. So, uh, so Travis, as he as he um, gets to know this dog, realizes that this dog has actually human or or surpasses human intelligence. And the reason for this is because um, it's a laboratory animal. Um, Travis does some digging and he finds out that this is a science experiment of uh, people who are trying to design uh, a dog who could infiltrate, you know, enemy whoever. Like, imagine sending an intelligent dog to, like, Russia. Right. So this is is like a (laughs) bioweapon, basically. And on the flip side, what the creators also made was the perfect soldier. That's Uh, a scary thing. The scary thing. Okay. Because, obviously, soldiers have to be strong, fast, Mm -hmm. intelligent, and also strike more like a mortal fear in their enemy. Right. It's good for a soldier to be scared. Exactly. The perfect soldier. Terrifying. Right. So, um, whereas the scientists made every effort to make a dog look like a dog, they didn't for the uh, for the for the monster, so that's um you know in in the very end the dog saves spoiler 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 um the man from certain death and the and the creature dies okay but um it is it's actually it's my favorite book because obviously it's a dog story I cry a lot even at like like yeah. uh, like commercials about animals it just really it, they kill me you know I'm I'm the same kind of person I I once cried at a. <laughs> an infomercial or something like that yeah. that was telling me how strong a dog's bite force was. Oh. So it, it's not something anyone should ever cry about, but <laughs> it did get me. So it, this does sound like I was already sold on the fact that it was a dog. A dog story. story. Mm-hmm. That's something that definitely gets to me. So I guess the next question that I have for you is how how did you first get this book? Like what was your first encounter with it? Was it reading on the beach? Exactly, to read on the beach. It was a vacation book. So Mm -hmm. I I picked up some entertainment at the airport. And I'm like, oh, there's a picture of dog on the cover. So (laughs) so that is literally the reason why I got the book. I actually feel like that's a red flag for me. (laughs) Oh, no, really? Well, because if I see there's a dog on the cover, Uh I feel like the likelihood of me crying. While on the beach. Right. Especially during (laughs) that, like, story. It, like, skyrockets. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I was hooked. It's like okay, so it's about a dog, but it's not just you know like a Marley and Me sob story. Mm. Oh, don't even get me started on that. Oh, can't. That's another day. <laughs> but um, but it had to, it's science fiction, right? Mm-hmm. So and the subject was very interesting. So I I picked it up and then I went on vacation and proceeded to finish it on the flight. Oh my God, you didn't quickly. even make it to the beach. I didn't make it to the beach. There was a lot of crying. Okay. There was definitely a lot of crying. Um, yeah. uh, my, my boyfriend at the time was like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Checking in. <laughs> you, just, you just start sobbing next to him about the book. Absolutely. I just need to finish and find out what happens next. <laughs> but yeah, the reason why I think this, uh, I brought this book uh, yeah. to today is because it does really, first of all, the bond between humankind mm-hmm. and dog kind yeah. is, is really, I mean, being a dog mom myself is really it's really special. Mm-hmm. It's it's unquestionably strong. So, and really deep. You feel like they are. I mean, if you are a dog parent or cat parent, actually, yeah. also, yeah, um, you feel like the that you connect with them on a very deep level. So, is that what is that what touched you most about this book? Was the bond that did, I I didn't even ask. Does the dog have a name? Einstein. Einstein. He does actually only have a serial number. Oh, okay. Until Travis gave him the name Einstein. The main character gives him. <laughs> yes. So Travis and Einstein yeah. are the main characters of this yes. book. So is that was that the selling point for you for this book? Was their relationship that they build over With the a smart dog? Yeah. Yeah, selling point was that. The, the smart dog the was smart the dog. selling point. Because if you can imagine, it's not human intelligence. It's yeah. dog intelligence, but amplified so that they are very, very smart. 
it would be very different than human intelligence. For example, if the dog, you know, there, there was a scene where the, obviously the dog is filthy after being found in a canyon and having run through Running a lot of wilderness. So uh, Travis was trying to give this dog a bath. Mm-hmm. And the dog would repeatedly turn the faucet off. Oh, because he doesn't want a bath. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, so, yes, he doesn't want a bath. But mm-hmm. then after, you know, Travis, uh, at this point, he's just discovering how smart this dog is, mm-hmm. um, offers him, you know, like a, like a good meal after the bath and stuff. Dog goes and turns the faucet back on. So he bargains with the dog. Exactly. It's a thing we all wish that we could truly do mm-hmm. with our pets when we have to do something bad is like that promise of like, hey, food. If you just let me, <laughs> if you let me clip your nails now or give you a bath, you're going to, I'll give you a treat later. Just give me like five minutes of peace at this moment. Right. And it works. Yes. Wow. And, okay. and you know, um, later on, they do devise a way of communicating. Oh, so yes. So uh, Travis eventually meets a woman who who's, is a good teacher. Oh, so she teaches this dog how to read and write. Oh, no. In, in English. And, Sorry, uh, they, I say, oh, no, because like, <laughs> this is something that like immediately would get to my heart. Yes. So the way that um, the dog communicates, uh, they do they do like like illustrate not illustrate but write it out in the book um they're very selfless he's very he's he's like he's mostly concerned about the feelings of the people the dog mm-hmm. i guess that's what you get for making a golden that's a golden retriever. question that i have yeah. is like if you were to make like a super soldier i mm-hmm. feel like it would be better to pick another dog instead of a golden retriever not because they're not adorable but like exactly they for would that. bond right with their whoever they're hanging out with but wouldn't you want something like a like a German shepherd that like also bonds really deeply. Uh, so I remember, but also has more of like a sense of loyalty. <laughs> I don't know that I want to say loyalty. I don't want to rag on golden retrievers that badly. No, 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 no they're derpy. But like my friend, well, exactly. My friend <laughs> used to train guide dogs and I remember the golden retrievers never made it. Never made it. Because they're, they're the sweetest things. They're mm-hmm. sweetest sugar cubes, but uh, they kind of they have derpy. that same intelligence level. <laughs> Someone's going to come for me, I know, after saying that. But they're just so sweet. I feel like they're the embodiment of a hug. Right. Yeah, if you made a hug a thing, then it, I think they would look like Golden Retriever. I feel like maybe, I guess that was the selling point, too, from mm-hmm. the author, yeah. David Koontz, right? Uh, Dean Koontz. Dean Koontz. Yeah, Dean Koontz. Oh, no. he, himself sorry, had a, he, he himself had Golden Retrievers. Yeah, so, that, that's, so that's where it comes of from. Of course. Yeah. So you want like the perfect <laughs> smart dog. Everyone always thinks that their dog is like the special example, mm-hmm. right? So maybe that was a little bit of it as well. But uh, but yeah, gold retrievers also I think the reason why they they, they would be a good choice if mm-hmm. you were to actually do this is that they're they're very disarming. So you can't that, be mad at a you can't be suspicious or angry at a golden retriever. It doesn't doesn't happen. Did that play any part in the book? Like people looking at this yes. cute dog and Absolutely. being like, "Wow, you're so sweet." This Nothing dog could get anything happen. he wants basically. Oh boy, <laughs> this dog! This dog is going to rule the world. Of course, vote dog for president. Whether or not there was an epilogue with possible uh, genes being passed on, I will not. Re- I will not reveal. Yeah, the dark nature of this book, though, is actually. Um, Amanda knows me. Possible, I'm a cynic. I'm a cynic, yes. and um, and uh, the dark nature of this book is actually what what actually hooked me in and hmm. kept me reading. Is that. I think this could actually happen. Someone could try to create the perfect soldier mm-hmm. and it would be this horrible, horrible beast. So this 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 is referring to the second character. Yes. And I uh, I looked it up briefly and I believe that the character's name was something like the stranger, mm-hmm. right? That was the, the super soldier perfect yep. beast, which also wasn't human, Yeah. right? It was another kind of uh, 
lab experiment? It was a combination of many animals to yeah. make it as hideous as possible. Oh, that uh, poor thing. Yeah. And because it because it was intel it, it's intelligent. Yeah. It had a it developed it understood that it was scary and and um, nobody loved it. Hmm. So a part of the 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 plot arc was that this creature did for a while um, not tr not try to you know track the dog and kill it because it hated the dog for being loved, mm. but it tried for a while on the outskirts of humanity to to build its own you know like cave dwelling and home and try mm -hmm. to actually be human. This reminds me. Have you ever read the story like the original Frankenstein? Yes, of course. So would you say for those of you who haven't read it, um, Frankenstein's monster? actually does something similar mm -hmm. where it's it's really horribly ugly but he's super intelligent and yeah. he recognizes that and he, a couple of times he tries to yeah, you absolutely. know remedy that in himself by being kind to people but instead he's just judged by his like by how hideous he is yes and how horrific it's and exactly it the same thing or not exactly but it it does it, it rhymes it wrenches it, it hurts mm -hmm. because i think all of us can identify with at some point um not being liked at least so I'm going to take us back kind of and redirect it because I, I could talk about literary comparisons all day. Mm -hmm. But since this is Tales of Our Time, uh, if we could give this book uh, a little like award stamp on the front that said this is a tale of our time, why do you think it deserves that kind of honor? I, this is the first podcast, right. but we assume it's an honor, <laughs> right? I think um, mostly because this is a story that can appeal to everyone. Everyone can identify with something in this book. Hmm. So... It is, um, I think, very personable. It touches us on a personal level, mm -hmm. but then also makes us question uh, humanity. Right. Like you said, something you find mm -hmm. to be really compelling about these kind of stories. Correct. And so this this is the English teacher in me, but I'm going <laughs> to, the final question that I'll ask you is if you could give this book a one sentence subtitle. So Watchers David, by Dean, Dean Koontz. Koontz. I yeah. don't know why I keep saying David. <laughs> That's cool. Dean Koontz, Watchers. Uh, I would say Dog Story exploring the good and evil of humanity that's gonna be it for us today thank you everyone for joining us on our first ever episode our first yeah, ever show it's the first show yeah especially thank you michelle of course for joining me mm -hmm. uh this has been tales of our time i'm your host amanda stevens with my guest michelle chang hello i hope you enjoyed learning about watchers dog story exploring the good and evil of humanity a tale of our time tune in next week to hear us talk about something else thanks bye